0: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you for checking this podcast out, produced entirely by Anchor.fm. Guys, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to do it. And the cool part, it's free. Anchor has all the tools to help you create record, and edit edit a podcast directly from your phone or computer. They even handle the distribution, putting it out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other sites. What's really cool about Anchor, they even allow you to monetize your podcast. Again, for free, you can generate income from your podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's talk real quickly about how you make money in real estate. First step, you have to buy the properties right. You have to buy properties at a discount. The second way that you make your money in real estate is by knowing your numbers. This is super, super important. If you're implementing the Burr strategy, you have to know your numbers. Really cool tool we use to help us estimate our repair numbers more accurately is called Rehab. Estimator Pro. Check out RehabEstimatorPro.com, use the promo code DPI, and you're gonna get 40% off of the price. Rehab Estimator Pro has changed the way that we estimate our repairs. We used to kind of shoot from the hip. Uh, We use rule of thumbs. We use uh, square foot multipliers. And those things work, but this nails it down. Check it out, guys, RehabEstimatorPro.com. Use the promo code
1: DPI. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com. This is the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I'm your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Super excited to be recording
0: with Dave. Uh, yeah. we, this is one of the things we like to do. We don't have enough time for it, it seems like. We get out there and uh, look at properties, and that's fun, too. But, you know, it's nice to get in here and, and chat about real estate with uh, with one of my partners. I enjoy doing it and yeah, uh, me too. I'm happy to be here today. So hopefully you guys are killing it in wholesaling. Uh, this is a discount property investor podcast. Like Dave said, we focus primarily on teaching people how to uh, get started in real estate investing. And the first way is through wholesaling. That's what we always recommend. It's a great way to learn your numbers um, and then you know get your feet wet in this investing business without having a ton of capital. It's true. So it's again, a great way to get started uh, today, we're talking more about rentals. We're going to continue our little series on the buy strategy. And today, we're talking about uh, what to buy, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. kind of what we're going to delve into?
1: Yeah. So last last episode, we talked you know, how to buy rentals, essentially. We kind of gave you a big picture on um, how to buy. So today, we're going to dive into the what to purchase a little bit deeper. Awesome. So we talked about location. We talked about the city and county rental laws. And, you know, research your your market to pick the area that makes sense for you. So we're really going to dive into that today. So we are obviously out of St. Louis, Missouri. If you've been listening, you should know that. And let's talk about location, Mike. So we have rentals in our city. They are located in the North County region, and they are located in the South City region primarily. Mm -hmm. We have some sprinkled out in other areas. Why do we have most of our rentals in those two areas, though, Mike? Why does that location matter for us? Absolutely, so that's a great question,
0: and I would, I'll would i even even expand it a little bit further Let's on why it. it makes sense for other people too. Okay. So we invest in those two particular areas in St. Louis because the numbers work. We know mm, our numbers. know your numbers. And we can make cash flow in
1: those areas. Uh, it's Dave, proven, because we were doing it. So doing one on a street nearby is gonna be simple versus trying to go somewhere that we know nothing about. Hundred percent location, location, yeah, and location. it's not to say you can't make it
0: in other areas of St. Louis. Absolutely, you can. It's these are the areas we're having success with, so we're putting our money there. Correct. So why does it make sense? Uh, because we can get a positive cash flow or return on our investment in that area. So what you're going to do if you live in a an, w- let's just call it an expensive market versus a less expensive market. So if you look at like the West Coast, so California, they've got in our opinion because again we're Midwesterners uh, they've got crazy expensive real estate out there right so I mean you're looking at $500,000 you know two-bedroom one-bath little bungalows or whatever mm-hmm. that's not how we live here and that type of property wouldn't make sense to buy as a rental in in most cases again mm-hmm. to come up with a the money to buy a $500,000 house is gonna be a lot harder than to come up with the money for a hundred thousand dollar house and the rent again i'm not exactly Isn't it gonna sure. be five times i i don't suspect it's five times that's that's the big problem right. it's gonna is be that, two or three times right not you're five. probably gonna be paying three to four thousand a month you also in some places like new york you've got rent controls uh and again i'm not super familiar with it but uh, you can't increase your rent over a certain level so it causes all sorts of issues same thing with san francisco you can't you can't build. i'm getting i'm digressing <laughs> get back to focusing on the fact that we like the Midwest uh, you should you should look for regions that make sense to invest in from a cash flow perspective so what does that mean uh, it means that you've got to look at the purchase price figure out uh, what you can finance properties for uh, break down what your monthly payments going to be figure out your taxes uh, insurance costs on it and your estimated rents that's it so you're that's gonna, all you need you're gonna you're gonna look at those those
1: numbers and And you want to have an estimated cash flow which is basically all the money that comes in it pays all your expenses and there's some left that's the cash flow so you want to have an estimated cash flow of at least $250 why why does it need to be at least $250 well because you're going to have vacancies and you're going to have maintenance and you're going to have management expenses so if you want to make it be profitable and actually turn this into a business and not a hobby you need to have at least 250 because there's going to be periods of time when it's vacant and you have no money coming in, so you need to have, have cash flow, extra money, saved to cover the mortgage in those months. You also are going to have expenses of dealing with things when they break, and you're going to have to pay somebody to manage it, or you can manage it, so that third expense may or may not be there, but as you scale, you are going to have to pick between managing all your properties or hiring a manager. So there will be a cost at some point with that. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. So we use Property Manager. We, we've gotten to the point where we need someone else to help us. Well, that and um, it's
1: hard to do both. You can't be in acquisition mode and management mode. So we'll, you know, maybe at some point we'll open our own company, who knows? But right now, it works great for us to have somebody help with the leasing and the day-to-day management and rent collection because we are focusing our efforts on buying more. Absolutely, Reduce it's a full-time, it's a full-time
0: job just managing acquisitions 100 right 100 percent. so okay so we're talking about uh what to purchase let's circle back again and we kind of talked about the location why we think the midway midwest is a great area uh to invest in uh the type of property let's uh let's touch on that a little bit uh-huh. uh, we like single family homes right so single family homes have been one of the traditionally best things to invest in uh, i think it's been a six percent return from the nineteen sixties to uh, I think prior to the bust right? or so. Yeah. yeah. And then again, obviously after that prices started going climbing again slowly mm-hmm. and we're we're six percent a year.
1: That's pretty
0: awesome. Right. And that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Inflation adjusted, all that. So
1: it's mm-hmm. pretty good stuff. Uh, well Michael, last episode we had mentioned, you know, that you had a friend who had a strategy on buying you know one bedrooms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we don't our strategy is the opposite of that but that's okay she you know that particular person had picked a niche however we do own one bedrooms in a multi-family setting we do so there's a big difference between a single family rental and a multi-family rental with multi-family you get to dollar cost average the cost of all of those items by the bedrooms we talked a little bit about that in the last episode too so if you have one roof with 10 individual units, that's one bedroom units, that changes a lot of things. Yeah, we actually a own a 10 family mm-hmm. that has one bedroom units, but it's one roof. So, you know, type of property has a lot to do with, you know, what kind of investing or investor you want to become or, or do. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, that's,
1: uh, and the... that might be a cash flow play on a multifamily unit. Mm-hmm. However, the pros and cons of multifamilies versus single families is the barriers to entry obviously are going to be higher typically when you have a multifamily because you have a lot more plumbing, a lot more electrical, the cost is going to be higher. The One of the major uh, cons in my opinion is the, the, the liquidity of those deals. Single family houses are going to be very easy to sell because you have a lot of buyers out there that are looking. You have people that are wanting to buy to just move into, you have investors so on, and so forth. Well, with multifamily investments, typically the owner of those buildings don't live in them. It's always going to be an investor mm-hmm. whenever you're dealing with larger properties. A duplex, maybe not. Maybe you have somebody that wants to move into a duplex and rent out one of the sides, but it doesn't really happen that way when you get up to four, six and eight families, so on and so forth. So type of property um, is something that you want to kind of you know, figure out what works for you. And if you're just getting started we recommend sticking to single families they're easier to manage and they're easier to um kind of work the numbers on if you're if you're a beginner yeah and i think it's probably easier to get a loan on them
0: honestly i think that that's uh, that's a bank it. is going to have more com- comfort with you taking on uh that type of risk versus that's that's a good good multi point. but uh, again it, it just kind of depends on your experience level
1: <coughs> absolutely <laughs> Excuse me. so, so the, yeah, no, figure out what, your, what what kind of investing you want to do stick to it love that we talked about basements and garages pretty in detail last episode so we'll, we'll, we'll put past that um my next i think you know when it comes to what to purchase the price okay everyone's always going to be thinking well what you know what do i look for in terms of price well that depends on you but the purchase price is very very important when you agree oh it's it's probably one of the most important things absolutely i mean so this kind of circles back to know your numbers and maybe you determine your purchase price by looking at all your other numbers First, that's okay. You can first say, okay, I think in this particular area, I can get this rent, okay? Well, typically in our area, we need to be at 1% of the purchase price in rent. So if I'm looking at a property and I'm like, I think I can get $900 a month in rent for this. Well, the absolute most I can be into this property for is 90 grand, the absolute most in my market. And your market may be a little different, but it's a great rule of thumb. It's called yeah, the, the 1% rule. Mm-hmm. I love that one. So, and that's, uh, I love that you,
0: you, you we talk about the purchase price. Cause I was just thinking of that, uh, that kind of saying there's three things in real estate and there's really only three things, the price, the location, and the condition. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can't change the location. I mean. You can't can't get, change that. But you get to pick all these things though. Right. That's what's cool is up front before you buy it, you're picking all these things that you want. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, I don't really pick the price. Well, you do. You pick the property and then you get to negotiate the price, right? So again, it's pretty, pretty neat stuff. So uh, price is very important, but it is, it's going to be based on the rental income in your area. So you have to determine again, if it makes sense in your area, is this purchase price going to be supported by the rent? Does the rent cover? And is there
1: a demand for renters in that area? Very good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely very good point. So one thing that we didn't touch on very, very in detail last episode was the condition we mentioned it. But we're going to really dive deep into the condition. this is, this is important, important. Yeah. this is very important so if you're new to rental investing location obviously is very important um, the amount of rent is very very important and then of course knowing what you're looking for type of property uh, bed bath count having metrics in place next is the condition okay the condition is going to change a lot of things because this can affect how much you can offer on the property so whenever we look at a property We start with the end number in mind, okay? We use a simple formula called the MAO formula, and basically what it says is I can offer this amount of of money for a property based upon what it's going to be worth once it's fixed up or rehabbed to a rent quality, okay? Multiplied by a discount rate, which we're gonna get into as well, but that can change, minus the repairs. So the repairs are basically the thing that's going to change the most. If I'm going to look at every house on a street and they're all three bedroom houses, I can essentially assume that the after repair value of all of these houses is going to be relatively the same. Yeah, it's pretty similar. So that's what is a very good example. We were actually analyzing a
0: property this morning and we looked at one on the same street a couple weeks prior. And we said, oh, here was our number on this one. Well, our number probably is going to be pretty similar on this one. The this street, it's all um, they're all about nine hundred to a thousand square foot houses. Two
1: bedroom, one bed, bath, one bath,
0: very small. Some have garages, some don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much all you've got on this street. So it's all you need to know, essentially, location's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, ARV's the same. The ARV
1: is the yeah. same. The ARV is going to be the same. So our after repaired value, but the condition, the discount rate will be the same because of the location. Mm-hmm. But
0: the mm-hmm. condition is the one the thing that varies from house to house, and that's I think what most people struggle. So the condition is going to affect though that other variable price and those two are very intimately tied together so that's something that takes a while to get a real handle on so let's review our
1: formula what's the most i can pay for a property well it's based it's based on the condition so the formula is your mao your max allowable offer equals your arv or the after repair value multiplied by 0.7 or 0.8 it's a discount rate depending on your area minus those repairs Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, love it, Mike. So the condition's going to vary greatly from property to property. So if the condition is move-in ready, well, that is not really that big of a deal in the equation. However, if that property needs 10, 20, sometimes even $30,000 worth of work in order to get an occupancy permit so you can rent it, well, that's going to decrease your offer by 10, 20, or even $30,000 which is going to be equal to the amount that you'd have to spend to get an occupancy, ready. That's the beautiful thing
0: about wholesaling too, is David, if you, if you- They're intertwined, followed, yeah. Well, if you followed with us along, you started learning your numbers by wholesaling properties. Mm-hmm. You went out and you've, looked, you've made offers on properties, you've, um, you've got some under contract, and you start marketing to other investors, and other investors say, oh, no way, your rehab number is too low. That $20,000, you think I can rehab a, a two thousand square foot house that needs a new kitchen three new bathrooms for twenty thousand you're crazy and uh, and that might be true again it kind of you're gonna learn your market by doing some of that wholesaling so the condition is the biggest variable Uh, we highly encourage you to get out there network and do some wholesaling to help you uh, network and learn and sell properties and find out what a good deal is in your area um, to get started that's why I just I just love the fact that that's where we both kind of started from. Uh, we we knew we wanted to do rentals and start wholesaling here in St. Louis and
1: start picking up quite a few more. And yeah, it's just it's really fun, guys. It gets to be fun. Absolutely, absolutely. So the rehab estimate is really what we're looking for whenever we talk about the condition. How so- much is it going to cost to fix that property up? So that way, we can use the rest of our formula to determine how much we're going to purchase the property for. So the purchase price, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that that is a a um, it is the answer to a, to a problem that we're going to solve. Basically, we're going to use an equation to determine what that purchase price is every single time. It's all it, it's a variable that's going to change based upon the condition of the property. And then last but not least is the rehab plan. So we are going to want to put a plan in place once we determine the condition, once we determine the condition, uh, so we can get that property fixed up and ready to be leased
0: out. And we're going to go way into depth on that one uh, when we talk about rehabbing. So we'll go into um, all sorts of different ways to estimate repairs
1: and uh, figure out
0: what your rehab costs are going to be.
1: I love it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, until next time, that was an episode on what to purchase. Wanted to get in a little bit more detail about that. Thanks for listening. Again, check out freewholesalecourse.com if you haven't been there already. And we wholesale um, and buy rentals. So we're using, you know, we're basically keeping the best, selling the rest. We encourage you to do the same. Wholesaling is a job. It does require a lot of work. So put that work to use by buying rental properties so you can actually make money while you sleep. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Until next time.
0: Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for
1: tuning in.